after praying and fasting, my title is Occupy Till He Comes. So tonight, I'd like us to, <laughs> to go through a couple of scriptures uh, to be, uh, believe God on how to occupy. Uh, you know, when we go through, when we went through a time of praying and fasting, it was a time of preparing our spirits, our hearts, our thoughts, our desires, and consecrating them to the purposes of God in, in, in 2021, and of course, building progressively. So Luke 19.13, it says, before, talking of Jesus, before he left, he called together ten servants and gave them ten pounds of silver to invest for him while he was gone. Go further on. Oh, that's, oh, that's it. That was in the New Living Translation. Sorry, I, I, I thought it was in the New King James, but that's okay. That's what it says in the NLT. In the uh, King James Version, it says, Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. And I think that's talking to us about take charge. When you're told to occupy, you're being told, take charge of the territory that I've given you. The NLT says, invest this for me while I'm God. Talking about stewardship. When somebody gives you their chunk of millions and tells you invest it, uh, they, are, they are giving you the stewardship of something that is quality and quantity. And the message translation, the same scripture, it says, operate with this until I return. Operate with what I've given you until I return. So it's talking about let there be a performance of something. You know, you cannot operate a quiet machine. If you go to an industry and you found the machines are quiet, there is no operation, isn't it? Maybe they are doing a clearing or cleaning exercise. But if operation is happening, there is activity. If the machines are operating, there is activity. So to me, this is a call to action. It's not a call to wait. It, wasn't, it isn't a call to pause. Let me go after 2,000 years, then I will come, we will start from where we stopped. This is a call to action. Okay? So our praying and our uh, fasting, as we focus on personal and corporate consecration to God, what we were seeking is direction for the future. And therefore, what I strongly believe is that we are equipped to carry the plan and the purposes of the kingdom of God in this generation. Okay, let's go to 1 Peter 3 uh, from verse 12. In the, I think it's in the TPT. All right, the scripture says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. Were we praying and fasting? So what was the Lord doing? His ears were open. He was listening to the utterances we were making, committing, requesting, declaring. Uh, if we did beg, begging and, and petitioning, whatever happened, God was listening to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. 
And who is he that will harm you? If ye be followers of that which is good. But, and if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I really like this scripture. Because it talks about, when it talks about sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, it's talking about set your heart apart for the master's use. Set your heart apart for the call of God. We couldn't have prayed and fasted and heard and the Lord heard our prayers and he is uh, bringing forth what we prayed for and then we stay in an, a, a mode of, you know, a pilot mode where the pilot uh, puts up his, 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 his feet and let the, the plane go auto. No, no, no. We were praying and believing God to hear so that we can take action to do the will of God. So one of the things that is critical is that we remain in the mode of consecration. It's easy for us to, to be pure and holy and righteous during prayer and fasting. But it's another thing to realize that what we were doing, we were making a shift. So we ended 2020 here for purposes of demonstration. Then we engage in prayer and fasting, and we were shifted here. Therefore, as we sanctify the Lord in our hearts, that means we, our focus is only him. Do you all remember the message on the first Sunday of 2021? Uh, Pastor uh, taught us about let your focus be God. He is holy. So we are his children. Therefore, now that we have been shifted here, then we do not need to retrogress down. We are building from where we reach through our prayer and fasting. That's why we are, I'm calling it Occupy. So you set God and his work apart as sacred. We are not carrying the work of God casually. Because we prayed and heard and received the instruction. Therefore, we carry it as a sacred work. Therefore, there is more commitment. There is more dedication. And uh, uh, Sanctify also talks about free from sin. Therefore, we are in a state of readiness. We are in a state of readiness. If you're occupying, you are not sleeping most of the time. If you're, because if you're sleeping, that the enemy, remember the enemy like a, a, a roaring lion, he's moving to and fro, looking for who he may devour. And I like a, 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 one of my many favorite uh, preachers, he says, but for you, you are a may not. That means the enemy may not devour you. Okay? So we are those who may not be devoured. That means we are alert in the spiritual realm. We understand, we are ready, we are prepared, we are willing, and we are equipped to occupy. You understand? So we are not those who are, I'm just there. You know, that, that, that can't be, you, there is no faith in saying we are just. Isn't it? 
We are just means that we are at the mercy of somebody else, not God. Because our God is a, a roaring lion, isn't it? So he roars. So when he gives us instruction, he is backing us with his instructions. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, please, in the NLT. While they are going there, if you, if you read the book of Deuteronomy, verse, uh, from uh, chapter 5, is where God gave the children of Israel the commandments. And then he was kind of uh, uh, telling them, this is the pattern of the life that I want you to live. Then going on to chapter 6, chapter 7, all that, if you read, it's talking about the privileges, how they are, they are to conduct their lives, the promises that God was giving them. Chapter 7 is talking about the privileges of righteousness or holiness. That means if you maintain within the, uh, the, the, the boundaries of the uh, commandments I've given you, Inside that boundary, there are blessings that cannot be received by anybody outside of that boundary. So there are privileges that come with living a holy life. Then in Deuteronomy 8, 1, I want to dwell on that. It says, be careful to obey all the commands I'm giving you today. Then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. I want to speak about three things that I picked from that scripture. Number one, be careful to obey the commands. In order to occupy, be careful to follow the guidelines, the instructions that the owner has given you. When he says, occupy till I return, he didn't just say, do it your way. There is a parameter that he gave. And he said, this is the pattern of the life you're going to live if you are to occupy until I return. And it talks about be careful. That means carefulness takes effort. It's not an automatic thing. To be careful, there is effort that is applied to avoid errors and omissions. Isn't it? Have you ever given somebody a task and they gave, gave you back a sloppy task? They were not careful. The uh, carefulness talks about, I, have, I apply attention to detail. What does the commandment tell me to do? So I'm not saying I've tried my best. You know, when God gives an instruction... Nowhere will you read in the scripture God telling you their people, his people try. It's us who keep saying, I'm trying my best. God never spoke about trying because he says, my word that goes forth shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish the purpose that I sent it to do. And his word is always established forever. Therefore, when he asks us to do, he says that, It's because he knows we are able to do it. Therefore, we be careful uh, and and you all agree with me. Obedience is not an automatic response. If you've raised children like me, you've gone through that journey. Charles, you're only beginning. (laughs) That's not a prophecy of do. It's a preparation of faith. Okay? 
Yeah, because obedience is not an automatic response. It's a deliberate act of prudence. Really. You, you tell yourself uh, what Joshua said. I don't know on whose side you are. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. So you tell yourself that I am going to be an obeyer of the command and therefore I'm going to occupy the land that I've been given to nurture and to build, I'm going to occupy. If you belong to this household of Victory Faith Church, occupy, guys. Don't be a, a, an itinerant member. No, <laughs> because, because then you're not occupying. And when you leave gaps, you know what the enemy keeps looking for? He's looking for gaps and loopholes. And he's like, ah, kuna mwanya pale. You understand? So you occupy. And it's a deliberate act of prudence. God, after giving the Israelites the Ten Commandments, calling them to wholehearted commitment. It's a wholehearted commitment. You know, you know, uh, 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 we, 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 we continue growing, you understand? Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't judge anybody, but we continue growing. Therefore, the key thing is, I am a purpose in my heart that I'm running this race to the end. And I'm occupying, wherever I'm given to occupy, I will do it to the, uh, uh, to the best that God helps me. And I'm seeking to continue progressing. And... And uh, the num that was number one, that we be careful to obey the commands. Number two, it says there that because you are obeying the commandments, you will live and multiply. We know it's the, uh, our prophet said it's the year of abundance, overflow. Live and multiply. Let's go to Galatians 5, verse 1. In the TPT, please. Galatians 5.1. It says, Let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free. So that's our starting point. <laughs> we are not starting from a defeated position. We are starting from a point of set free. To do what? To occupy. And it's not partially. It's totally. But completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. We are stubborn about our, our faith. We are stubborn about our service. We are stubborn about st uh, 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 maintaining and, uh, and, and growing and progressing. We refuse to look back because Probably I'll give this analogy. If you are driving a car and you're looking back, what will happen? You crash, isn't it? You crash. So we refuse to look back because the past cannot propel us to the future. What will propel us to the future is our attitude of today. Our attitude is that we've been in equipped and enabled and we've been set free wonderfully and completely. It's not partially. Therefore, we have no excuse not to progress. Okay? Uh, so we refuse to retrogress and we purpose to maintain and build on the gains made. You understand? 
I come from this school of theory that, you know, God is a miracle worker. He does deliverances. Yeah, he, de- he can deliver people, you know, instantly. Miracles. But do you know the, the, the best, the, 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 uh, uh, the, 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 the best deliverance is the one that you progressively maintain, uh, achieve. Because you can see your marks of progress. Uh, uh, you know how you, they draw a chart or, or a, a graph and you can track it. <laughs> you know, you can, it's easy for you to look, look where I came from. And because you can see the progress that you are making, you are empowered and you are motivated to keep building. You understand? We thank God for deliverance. But you see, we, if we, when we know there are gains that we have made, then we will be careful to protect them. Because we can tell that, that mount, climbing that mountain was not easy. You know, when the, 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 the ones who went to Kilimanjaro, when they talk about the mountain, I see the passion they talk about it and, and the memories. Me and Elder Francis, we are like, oh, we didn't have the experience. <laughs> we didn't have the experience. But you understand, there, there, there is something about gains made. You know, it's like you've worked so hard and labored so hard to buy a builder home, Mrs. Kabaji. And then all of a sudden, you're careless about paying council taxes. And then you're letting your council taxes accumulate. And then you know they are merciless. One day, they just, one of them spot your house and say, oh, this one has a million taxes due. Oh, it's easy. And they plan those, that auction very easily before they give you the demand note to, uh, today in the morning and at 10 o'clock is the auction. You understand? So you can't be careless. You cannot do all that, have all that gain, and then all of a sudden you, 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 you stop building. You maintain. You are careful to protect and preserve. Okay? So, and, and, and it says that, uh, let's go to verse 6. Go down to verse 6 for sake of time. It says, when you are placed into the anointed one and joined to him, Circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by love. Now we know how to activate our faith. What we are called to occupying is living in the faith that is activated and made perfect by the work of love. So we have to be Careful to guard the walk of love. Because the best thing the enemy uses to, de- uh, to, uh, to, uh, to retrogress our faith is offenses and quarrels and strives and, you know, just being offended. There, you know there is opportunity to be offended every day. Every day. If you are not careful about guarding your faith, there will be an opportunity to be offended. Everybody can't like you. It's not normal. That, you know, it should be, but in the world we are living, people have their own thinking. You're thinking you're doing right, but if Elder Francis will like what I'm saying, and Professor Judy will like, how can she? Because people think what they want to think. So for you, you cannot just walk around being offended, because you need to preserve the, the life that you're living, the life of the Spirit, Okay. And uh, 
verse, let's go to verse 13, please. Verse 13 says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set base of operations in the natural realm. You know, we can say, yeah, we prayed in January, we prayed and fasted, our life is good. And therefore, we are not taking any more action. We are waiting for January 2022 to pray and fast. That's how we progress. If that's our thinking, then what are we doing? We are setting a base of operations in the natural realm. When I read that word, I thought about anami. You know how anami, like the way they set base in Somalia. And you're like, years and years and years, and you're like, I hope they are making progress. Well, I, we bless them. But us, we are called into a life of exertion of faith. Because the, fa- the faith of God continues to grow. We are talking about living and multiplying. If you're not activating your faith, then you may be living, but are you multiplying? There's a part of the blessing that you're not apprehending because you're not exerting your faith in that. So don't set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Therefore, my, my, my admonition is that let's labor to grow. We occupy by laboring to grow in the spiritual realm. Uh, turn to Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Uh, TPT, please. It says, In the same way you received Jesus, our Lord and Messiah, by faith, continue your journey of faith. Do you see this progress? We had a good starting. where We were told we were completely and wonderfully uh, uh, redeemed. But then he's telling to us that uh, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Verse 7. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life. Do we want to be married to him, intertwined and merged and consumed that when we, as we continue to be perfected, we become demonstrators of the anointing of God? Then he says that your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength and courage in every way. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. How do our roots go deep? It's the absorption of the word. It's the absorption of the life of prayer. It's the absorption of the love walk. It is a decision. What we spoke about you employ prudence in your day-to-day life. Isn't it? So you're absorbing. For those who are uh, more learned in the chemistry and the biology, they can tell us, and like Professor who deals with all those things, they can tell us what absorbing means. To me, when I read the word absorbing, I'm like, take, bring, give, fill me. You understand? You're absorbing until you get, you're getting immersed in it. But how? Due to devotion. Do you see? There is an effort that is made here. There is a sacrifice that is required. There is a determination. The scripture, I think it's in uh, probably Matthew 
8, 11 or 12 there, it says that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God serves violent, and the violent take it by force. I, I like what the scripture uh, calls us. It says that Jesus is the captain of the army. And when I ponder about this scripture, I'm like, there isn't an army that doesn't fight. You don't call civilians army. Then when war breaks, you don't call civilians to come and guard the nation. Who do you call? The army. But, and you can't call an army that has just been cruising Hawaii, Mombasa, happy, happy. That's not an army. You don't make an army cruising. Do you meet them 12 o'clock, 1 p.m. in the heat of uh, uh, January sun, running. And I'm like, goodness, this is not fun. Being in the army is not. And I'm like, they are, the people who are send, sending them in this and know what they are doing. They are exerting to develop tenacity. Tenacity. So it's talking about there is a devotion that you will have to employ to be able to absorb the things of God that you can become an army that can stand and progress to represent the kingdom of God. Because that kingdom serves violence and the violent take it by force. Okay? So I see this as a way of telling us if we are to occupy, then our pursuit is to grow our faith. We pursue growing our faith. Okay? We're not just church members. And we are not just church attendants. We are people that are coming here with a, 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 a decision. When I go there, my heart you will hear. My ears you will hear. My eyes you will see. It's called the preparation. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Then when you, when you sit even in your private cubicles to do devotion, you just see revelation is coming to your life and you're like, I'm loving this. And because you're marring the word with your spirit and it becomes a, a life of, uh, you know, enjoyment. So we are enriched, we are growing our faith of course, by hearing and hearing by the word. There's the, 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 the same preacher that I said also made this statement, and it caught my spirit. He said, you have not heard the word until you have done it. You can keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, and you're hearing the word. But until you have done it, you have not heard it. Because the word that you do is the word you have done. Isn't it? If it were not so, I mean, many people quote scriptures, including heathen, including, you, you listen to imams. They know the Bible more than many Christians. Am I right? They know the Bible because they, know, they, they read it to counteract. So they, them they read it as knowledge. As we read it as revelation, we absorb it. And therefore, we, because we want, it to, we want the application of it, we do it. So you have not heard the word until you have done it. So number one was be careful to obey the command. Number two, live and multiply. We multiply because we are doers of the word. Because we know the word brings results. That's, you know, effortlessly, really effortlessly. If you are doer of the word, you will see 
result effortlessly. Number three, uh, that was Deuteronomy one, uh, uh, Deuteronomy eight one, uh, enter and occupy. That was the that thing I picked there. Enter and occupy. If you go back to that scripture, so that there may be those who came. Yeah. So it's saying that yeah, enter and occupy. You see, for for God to prepare our hearts to come to this level then he's telling us there is a land I have prepared for you that I want you to enter and occupy. Because if you don't occupy, then it remains uh, uh, useless. Because it's prepared for the saints. The promises of God are for the saints. Therefore, the saints have to exert their faith to enter and occupy what is theirs. Okay? So, what is to uh, 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 occupy? Is to take up place of, or space. To occupy is to take up place or space. Is to take or hold possession. Is to take or hold possession. Is to take control of. It is to reside as an owner or a tenant. Because I know my rights, I underlined the word owner and I deleted the word tenant. I don't want to be a tenant. I want to own. <laughs> That's me. Me, me choose. To enter and occupy is to take up place or space, is to take or hold possession, is to take control of, to reside in as an owner or tenant. John 15, 3 to 5 in the TPT. John 15, 3, 15, verse 3 to 5 says, The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me. Do you see here there is an entry? You must remain in life union with me. For I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. So we are occupying by abiding in the vine. We are abiding in the vine. So we want to ensure that we are living his life because he says he is, there is a life union. A union, a union is probably the best way to explain this is in the marriage uh, context. All of you who are married know what that means. It's in the marriage context. It's, there is a give and take. There is what was yours is mine now and what is mine is yours now, isn't it? So there is an intertwining. So we are entering and we are occupying. You cannot marry a young lady and then you tell her this is my room and your room is at the end of the castle. <laughs> Can that work, Charles? It can work. If you marry a young girl, I'm telling you, the minute she hits there, she takes control <laughs> in the right context. You understand? She takes control in the right, because it's her, it becomes hers. That's what the scripture says. 
So we enter and we occupy. Now that we have been, we've sought God, we've, we've had, we know, we are being taught on how the church is being built by uh, 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 standing on the rock. Then we are to be very careful to hear, to know and what is ours and to occupy it, isn't it? And therefore we abide, we remain and we become fruitful. We remain and we become fruitful. My prayer for every one of us is that we understand when the prophet, prophet said, this is the year of the local church. He's, it, it, to me, it spoke about that. God has released opportunities, vast opportunities for the saints to take. Who knows this? This could be the year that, you know, the, the, the prayers will be prayed. The wealth of the wicked is laid down for the just. This could be it. So we are occupying, we are occupying our spiritual uh, level and we are creating capacity, room to be receivers of all that God has laid down for us, isn't it? So tonight I'd like us to pray. I told you I was leading you into some scriptures that we pray together. So I'm going to ask us to stand and we pray in the spirit. I really want us to take time praying in the spirit tonight. Uh, so that we can pray and believe God. I, uh, that word, the year of the local church, those opportunities, we want to pray God for opportunities for the local church. Opportunities for, and the local church is you and me. So we want to believe God for opportunities that he has released so that we can apprehend them. And we want to pray uh, concerning this, uh, the teaching that Pastor is, uh, uh, has started on I will build my church. Uh, let's go briefly to Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. We, we can read it in whichever version you want. They are all good. They are all the word. Ephesians 1, to 19. We are praying about building the church, okay? I will build my church. So we want to lay, the church to lay hold of the wisdom of God. So that you know the scripture. So we, we could start from 15, but let's just read here because you all know it and you can read it as you pray. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what? who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Can you imagine the weight of the glory that God has set in motion for the church? It's, you know, it's, you remember the scripture that Elder Francis opened the, the service with, uh, Psalms 111. It was talking about, we'll be astonished. This, this is part of that astonishment. How vast is the greatness 
the, the power, the wisdom, we receive revelation knowledge. So as we are being taught about the, the, uh, the, the church of Jesus Christ, I'd like us to pray that the body of victory faith is receiving the wisdom and the revelation of the knowledge of the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. And all that is encompassed that God has released in the spiritual realm for us to receive. Because there is so much that God wants us to walk in it. But until our, uh, our hearts receive the revelation and our minds are conformed to the pattern of his will and our desires are married to his desires, then we may not fully walk in it. And yet it is so mighty. It's mighty power. Can you imagine God saying mighty power? His finger alone pushes the oceans. Can you imagine the mighty power of what it will do? If, we, if only we can comprehend. Because you see, when God is talking about this is here of the, of the local church, and, this, and, 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 and uh, uh, Dr. Jerry is talking about it's the year of abundance overflow, then it means that there will be increase in the body of, 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 of God. Increase spiritually, increase materially, increase in numbers, increase in ministry, increase in evangelists. We want to flood. God is talking about just wonderful, wonderful things that are happening. A revival. Uh, you know, a revival doesn't come because... It was promised. A revival comes because there is a hunger in the hearts of his people to see it happen. And we want us to be part of that revival so that God, as he's building this church, that we become. So we are praying, number one, for the local church, uh, the opportunities that we, we grasp the opportunities. We are praying for, to lay hold of wisdom and revelation. And finally, we are praying for this ministry. LFI and VFC, according to Matthew 9.38, it says, pray for more, pray for the laborers. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Don't bother. It says uh, that uh, pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he may bring forth, send forth laborers. So we want specifically to pray for dedicated workers to support the abundant overflow of spiritual fruitfulness that has already been released to this ministry. Okay? So, as we rise up to pray, please rise up, we pray together. Just believing God for utterances and believing God to guide us to pray his will tonight. Mm. We thank you, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We bring our hearts before you, Lord. We bring our hearts before a mighty King, God. Your word, Jesus told the disciples as they prayed, that pray that your will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. As we engage in spiritual prayers tonight, Lord, we are asking for the will of God, his kingdom to be done in uh, the three areas that we are praying about tonight. Believing for the manifestation of your great glory even in this 2021. 
Father, we present our, uh, our, our hearts before you and our thoughts to you, O oh God. We are asking that you be, we sanctify you even during this time of praying in tongues because your word says that when we pray in tongues, we are praying to God. So, Father, we, are, we believe you for energy to pray. We believe you for utterances. We believe you for, for the, the leadership of your spirit. We believe you, Lord God, to make and to wage warfare even tonight as we pray according to the will of God. So let's pray uh, in the spirit tonight. lift our hearts. Oh, yes, Father. We come before you tonight oh, in such humility, with such a heart and a desire to say, Lord, forgive us where we have failed to step forward, where we have had excuses, where we have been slow in responding to your instructions to occupy after all that Jesus you have done for us after going to the cross after all the sacrifice oh God like a parent who has sacrificed for children and you are actually our father you are our parent and then we haven't been quick to take over we haven't been quick and prompt to stick our cream and say we occupy. We, we repent, O oh God. Lord, create in us tender hearts. Hearts that are responsive. Tonight we turn our focus, our energy. Lord, you said seek my face. Tonight we seek your face. We are saying, Lord, Show us these treasures. Open the eyes of our understanding afresh. Remind us again where we have not seen right. That we see right now. Where you've been speaking to us and we have not heard properly. Now we see our ears are open to hear at another level. Our eyes are open to see at another level. And in the name of Jesus, we move forward as an army. In the name of Jesus. In our individual lives, oh God, we take territory. In the name of Jesus. In our families, we take territory. We occupy precious in our families. No more satanic oppression in the name of Jesus. We silence the voice of the enemy. It doesn't matter where it's been coming from in our homes. We say, Saran, we are rising up now in the name of Jesus. We call forth our brothers, our sisters, our nephews, our cousins, our uncles. We confront them with the word of God. We, we, we refuse to be intimidated in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of poverty and lack and denial. Oh Lord, we don't give any inch to, to, to poverty, to lack. We say we've had enough of this in the name of Jesus. This is the year of the local church. This is the year of abundant overflow. 
We overflow in the goodness of God. We overflow in the love and joy of God. In our families, we, we, we refuse anger. We refuse. We refuse frustration. We refuse to go through cycles over and over of the same thing. No. In the name of Jesus, we are rising up and resisting every attack of the enemy on our children. No more. In the name of Jesus. No more. No more draw of the enemy. No more addictions. No more. No more. No more rebellion in our hands, in our children. No more. No more. In the name of Jesus. Father, in this, in this church, we say we occupy. In Jesus' name, we occupy. In this whole area of Garden Estate, we declare this church will be known. Our voice will be heard. We'll be known for reaching out to the lost. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we will be known for miracles, signs, and wonders. In the name of Jesus, that this church is like a light shining in this entire neighborhood, drawing people to you. Oh, Father, as we come here, as we drive out, we are not locked up. We are people who are looking for opportunities. Opportunities to tell people about Jesus. Opportunities to win the lost. Opportunities to heal the sick. We receive courage, oh God. We, we, we say we refuse to operate in the natural order of things anymore. In the name of Jesus. That this church is growing into a new level. In every mountain, every mountain of influence, this is starting up. This is starting up of faith. This is starting up of faith. In the name of Jesus, that we are not intimidated by the plans of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we declare this voice will be heard in this city and in this nation. Father, we are believing you as with other local churches, O oh God, that the voice of God through the church is being reinstated in this nation. It will be heard in state house in the name of Jesus. It will be heard in every county. In the name of Jesus, we come against this spirit of reviving traditions, tribal alignments. We cancel that culture in the name of Jesus. We decree the culture of the kingdom of God is taking over this nation, not cultures that throw men backwards. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You've put us as, as, as a people to change this nation. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We refuse to be intimidated. No more spirit of intimidation. No more spirit of exclusion of the church. We take over and occupy this BBI thing in the name of Jesus. We refuse to stand on the sidelines and watch it. We say we are moving in and occupying, taking over processes, taking over by utterances of the Holy Spirit, speaking against what needs to be spoken against and speaking for what needs to be spoken for in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for influence, O oh God. We decree, O oh God, the nation, this nation of Kenya, we take and occupy opportunities in the economic realm. In the economic realm, O oh God. O oh Lord, like like Joseph, you are raising up people. You are raising up men and women in the church. Like Esther, like Mordecai, 
Men are rising up. Women are rising up. Children are rising up. The youth are rising up like David in the name of Jesus and taking on Goliath and saying, Who is this uncircumcised Christian? He will not oppose the agenda of God in this nation. 16-year-olds are rising up. 17-year-olds are rising up. 15-year-olds are rising up in the name of Jesus and saying, We will not be intimidated. This is the time of the charge to rise up and shine and we say it is so our children will be oh lord our children will be taught of the lord and great shall be the peace of our children in the name of jesus no depression in our children no trauma over we refuse this stuff about trauma because of covid no no more covid stuff our children are taught of god in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are raising us up as a people who know their God. For those who know their God, they shall be strong and do exploits. That we are marked by exploits. In the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, as we go to work, we are marked by exploits. In the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, tomorrow, as we go for business, we are marked for exploits. In the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, oh God, as we venture out, we are members of the church. And we influence everywhere. We carry the influence of church everywhere we go. Thank you for opportunities, oh God opportunities to manifest the kingdom of God. New opportunities. New opportunities, oh God. Oh yes, we receive them. We see opportunities in Matatus. We see opportunities at home tonight. Tonight we are seeing opportunities. Tonight calls are coming through and every call that comes through, we say this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to speak the word of God. This is an opportunity to stand in faith. This is an opportunity to exploit for the kingdom of God. The sick are healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for healing. Oh, thank you, Lord, for healing. Healing, healing right now in the name of Jesus. Diseases will not occupy us no more. Divine health is our portion. Divine health is our portion. Right now, holy prayer, healing, supernatural healing in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, you know. This is our portion. This is our inheritance. Lord, you say this is children's bread. We are your children. We refuse to go without bread. And we receive it. We take it by faith. We take our personal healing right now. And we pray for anyone we know out there. That person right now. We lift up them. We lift them in our hearts right now. Just lift up. If there's someone you know who is unwell, just lift up. Lift them up. Lift them up in your heart. And, and just take authority over sickness and disease. Take the authority over pain. Take authority over that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we, we rebuke COVID and its, and its symptoms right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over stomach trouble. Over stomach trouble, over, over, over everything that is affecting the bones, joints are healed right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Divine power, divine, divine healing being released right now 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for victory tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you for, for victory. We thank you, Lord, that you showed up in our lives. You've showed up in our situations. You've showed up tonight. And we give you praise and glory and honor for victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.